0: Kia ora, and welcome to the Dawn Chorus. I'm Bernard Hickey. This is the Kaka, my daily email newsletter and podcast for paid subscribers. I wanted to focus today on the government's announcement about migration settings and the reopening, of, full reopening of the border. Jacinda Ardern and Chris Fuff, we made the announcement yesterday at a Business New Zealand function in Auckland, which I attended, and it included not just the early reopening of the border, the full reopening to non-waiver countries and a whole bunch of other types of visas, bring it forward from October to the end of July, but also a lot of detail about the government's so-called immigration reset. That's now been re-termed the Immigration Rebalancing Uh, which includes uh, a bunch of things designed to reduce New Zealand's reliance on low-wage temporary work visa workers. Just to put it in context, uh, before 2019, New Zealand's uh, workforce included a full 5% of our workforce that were on temporary work visas. This is the highest proportion of any country in the OECD. And over the last 20 years, increasingly, a lot of businesses in hospitality, in retail, in various uh, services sectors, taxis, cleaning, service stations, liquor stores, uh, quite a few horticultural operations, uh, and of course, tourism, hospitality, cafes, restaurants. Have um, become used to bringing in workers on so called skilled work visas and employing them at rates uh, either just at the minimum wage or once you take into account the in fact many aren't paid for overtime, uh, don't receive holiday pay or sick pay, uh, in many cases, we're working much longer than what was declared that effectively you you were seeing people working often for below minimum wage. And uh, uh, for a lot of sectors, they'd become increasingly reliant on it. At the same time, the government had not uh, um, planned for or invested in infrastructure to deal with the extra population. By 2019, just before the uh, COVID uh, lockdowns, um, we were having at least... uh, 80 to 100,000 people coming in every year on temporary work visas. At one point, we had nearly 300,000 people uh, uh, in New Zealand working on temporary work visas or as working holidaymakers or backpackers. And uh, the governments uh, wanted to try to lift wages and try to improve productivity in the uh, um, economy by trying to restrict the number of these workers coming in. Remember the big picture here is that for a lot of New Zealand small businesses, they're not necessarily profitable as small businesses in their own right. There might be one or two person operations, but uh, they can keep going often with the help of low wage workers and continue um, either lifestyle businesses or continue to essentially do the, the main job in New Zealand, which is to own property and collect the tax-free leveraged gains on that property. Uh, and Labour obviously wanted to change this. They uh, haven't been able to change the tax incentives around this much. we have obviously seen the um, reduction of interest serviceability and the introduction of the five-year and 10-year Brightline tests. But for people who are owner-occupiers of property, this doesn't really affect them. And for those who are happy to hold on for a long period, uh, that also doesn't affect them. So that model of economic growth, which is about high population growth, low infrastructure spend, high asset price growth, that remains intact. And Labour wanted to challenge it. And for a couple of years, particularly through COVID, when people couldn't get in, in into New Zealand, there was a sort of a, a natural break in the pattern. And um, there was a lot of talk that the government would crack down on a lot of low-wage workers. Well, we saw some of the details of this in the rebalancing yesterday with the introduction of a, a new thing called a green list, which is a list of 58 occupations whereby you can offer someone a job and be sure that that person will get full residency. Um, this is designed to um, reduce a lot of the hoops and uncertainty for a lot of employers and employees who come in particularly for uh, uh, very high-skilled jobs in, in uh, the medical sector and engineering and the likes, and that seems um, to have been welcomed and reasonably sensible. The government says they've employed an extra 230 people in Immigration New Zealand to try and speed up the uh, granting of these sorts of visa application requests uh, down towards the, the month or two down from, from many months. And uh, that, uh, that seems uh, welcome. Now, for these green list uh, occupations, you have to pay at least the median wage, and obviously that's adjusted every year, which at the moment is $27.73. Uh, However, uh, the government is not making the hospitality, tourism and aged care sectors, along with a few others, go cold turkey just yet. Given the pressure on labour in the polls and the uh, problems with inflation uh, and the concerns a lot of small businesses have about higher wage inflation, the governments decided to cut some slack to these um, these sectors by saying that for at least a year they would be exempt from the new rule to say that they'd have to pay $27.73 per year. They'll only have to pay $25 an hour. That's obviously higher than the uh, minimum wage uh, at $21.20, I think. And um, uh, that will, in theory, improve some of those um, low-wage problems in those sectors. Uh, The government said that now was a bad time to really push these um, smaller businesses to the wall, if you like, given they've been affected by COVID. And uh, for a lot of businesses, that will be some relief because their um, profitability and their business models really depend on that uh, low-wage labour coming in. The question is whether labour will um, continue to to, uh, go lukewarm turkey, if you like, um, for the next year and what happens in uh, April, May of next year when, in theory, the exemptions come to an end. Remember, that'll be just less than six months or so before the next election. And if Labour is still behind in the polls, if you've still got a problem with uh, inflation and in particular the risks of um, higher wages adding to that inflation, it'd be tough to see the government continuing that through to the election. All of this essentially shows you how hard it is politically to change the underlying business model of New Zealand. Uh, I have a sort of a joke that um, we don't have an economy, we have a housing market with bits tacked on, and that fundamental driver of how New Zealanders see their uh, financial futures, how they uh, believe they get rich, that hasn't changed. And the uh, uh, high migration of low-wage people, often on temporary work visas, uh, is unbroken yet. And it just reinforces again uh, the difficulties in making these changes when you don't change the fundamental tax incentives for investing in property and uh, uh, has shown the government is, um, when it's politically weak, isn't able to follow through on some of these promises. Now, However, however um, there, are, uh, there has been a lot of change uh, announced in the last uh, day or two and we'll have to see exactly uh, who is going to get the exemptions and how it's actually policed at Immigration New Zealand level. Uh, that's a open area, and they've had all sorts of problems with their computer systems. Chris farfoy told us yesterday that uh, the computer problems were being fixed and that a new online uh, consenting system was up and running. Uh, we'll see there, um, but it. It shows how hard it is to make changes quickly to this model. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was the Dawn Chorus for Thursday, uh, May 12. Uh, I'll be covering the um, traditional uh, pre-budget speech from Grant Robertson later today. And um, please accept my apologies for the slightly slight slightly sh- shorter than normal uh, dawn chorus today. Um, my laptop died last night, so I've done all this on a mobile phone, which is um, uh, good but not quite as good as a laptop. Kaki no, that was the dawn chorus from the Kaka.